Should be sharing a story about my love of Jesus and also some what's the haps. So first, I want to start with my story. As I think about my story, I think about way back when I was in sixth grade. Now I'm 20 years old, so that means I am a junior in college. But as I think back in sixth grade, I was a punk kid. Okay, I just came from fifth grade where I had just gone through some super crazy trauma in my life. And then sixth grade started and I thought it was this new journey, this new start, this new beginning, if you will. I always wanted to be liked. I sought for likes on Facebook. I posted the craziest things on my social medias every now and then. I'll post about the dumb things I said on Facebook. Just Those are so weird. I just don't know why I said them. But as I think about my love of Jesus, and I think about my love of Jesus now, I always try to go back to the beginning. I'm a guy that loves going back to origin stories. Uh, I'm a huge comic book nerd. Not a huge one, but as I think about comic book nerds, I always want to know not just why the hero is there, but the origin story of that hero. I know that sounds kind of weird, but that's what I like to know. So... Today, you get to know the origin story of Nate. And this is where it starts. I was standing in the lunch table. I was standing in the lunchroom. And as I'm standing in the lunchroom, this skinny little white kid, not little white kid, white guy, comes up to me and says, hey, come to Young Life tonight. And I was like, nah, I ain't going. But he said, bro, there's going to be games. And there's going to be girls. Now, youth leader. This is a part of Leadwell Young Leader. Obviously, we're in story time, but Leadwell Young Leader, understand, if you tell a young man that there's going to be games and that there's going to be women, they are going to walk into your church that day. Now, I'm just playing, but for real, like that got me to go to Young Life that night. And sixth, seventh, eighth grade flew by. Before I knew it, high school had started, and I had started this relationship with Young Life. Not with Jesus. Understand how I didn't say I had started this relationship with Jesus. I had started a relationship with Young Life. And it wasn't Young Life's fault. It was my fault. I worshipped the program before actually seeing about who they wanted me to know. And who they wanted me to know was Jesus. But I didn't get that. I thought it was all about the games. And I thought it was all about the girls. And that's just not true. And 10th grade rolled by. And I was dating this girl at the time. And it wasn't great. And 
I soon fell in, not to this depression, but this anxiety, and I started making terrible decisions in my life. Just bad decisions. Decisions I wouldn't prompt you to make. I made terrible decisions. So I go to this camp, and my youth pastor at the time, and also my young life leader at the time, calls me and says, yo, I'm picking you up for camp. Let's go. I need you here at the school. Get here. I was like, oh, I don't know. I don't. I mean, I only got a hoodie, maybe a pair of pants and two pairs of shoes. Like, I don't have a lot of stuff to wear. I don't think I can get to this camp. But he made sure I went. And I don't think I've actually paid for that camp. So, Eddie, if I still owe you some money, I'm sorry, bro. But I never paid for that camp. But as I think about that, I think about when I was at camp and I'm sobbing my eyes out. This is two days into camp and the day just before we leave, I'm sobbing my eyes out because Jesus is being shared for the first time in a genuine way to me. Not that it wasn't shared in a genuine way to me before, but something actually hit me this time. I was actually listening because Eddie had taken me away from my friends. He had taken me from the thing that I knew, the thing that I was comfortable with and said, you're going to a camp where they're going to take your phones away and that you have to spend time with people. Now, I was still flirting with girls, but I spent time with people. And it changed my life. And the pastor at the time, Tyler Soli, who's actually, it's kind of funny, he's my pastor now. He spoke about Jesus in such a way where I knew that I had to give my life to him. But I didn't know how to because of the mistakes that I made. That day I gave my life to Jesus and I prayed this. I said, God, I don't know if I can be perfect, but I know that you will be. Or something to the effect of that. I'm not the guy that knows like the the you know word by word the prayer and honey drip like that's not me all i know is that i prayed a quiet prayer to god and i said god will you take me god will you love me god will you accept me god will you truly show me the love of you because that is what i need today and would you you wouldn't even believe it that my life was forever changed after that it was forever changed I had I never saw Christ in the same way again. I was given new life. And also part of this story is my pastor, Eddie Johnson, he shared to me that you need to stop playing around and you actually need to love God. He kinda I don't I don't want to say he drilled into me, but he was real with me for the first time in my life. He gave me an honesty that I had never seen. He gave me a love that I wasn't used to. He looked me in the eye and said that you are going to help change other people's lives. I see it in you, but you got to give your life to Jesus. He gave me the opportunity. He didn't strong arm me into it. He gave me the opportunity and I'm crying, weeping my eyes out, feeling so terrible. Not one time did Eddie judge me. Did Eddie think I was less of a man or less of a boy at that time? I was invited to a relationship with Jesus. And it changed my life. It changed my life. And as we go on to lead well, young leader, at the end 
of this podcast. I want to encourage you that I pray that Jesus can change your life too. And that Jesus is still doing this today through the kids that we minister to. And through the people that we minister to. I got a text the other day that a pastor, one of my pastors that I respect, was listening to my podcast. Being encouraged by it. And I was like, oh. Okay. I'm not just speaking to youth leaders. I'm speaking to leaders in general. So I pray that you be encouraged by this testimony. Because it's all going to link back together towards the end of the podcast about why I believe that since I gave my life to Jesus that day, I cannot stop sharing the gospel. I can't stop. I cannot stop. Now, let's get into what's the haps. Yo, welcome back. We are now on what's the haps. What's going on today? What's going on in the world? And what's going on in the world today is actually some funny stuff. So I got to talk about it. So a couple weeks ago, I posted a podcast about the national anthem. And it was my lowest views to date. And yes, I do keep track of this stuff to know hey, how, what topics are getting through. And as I look at the, the episode and the different segments, it, it, the national anthem, it gets clicked off. And that's okay. I get it. It makes people uncomfortable. They don't want to hear it. They don't want to talk about it. And I get it. That's fine. But now we got homies burning shoes. Now listen. I respect the opinion of those of the National Anthem. But this is all I want to say. Nike does not care if you burn their shoes. Now this is one of those things. I think we need to understand. This is one of those things. It's kind of like, maybe it's like Tide Pods, where all these kids weren't actually eating Tide Pods. There was about 5 to 10 to 20 to maybe 100 kids that were licking Tide Pods for some weird reason. And we all just went to this, you know, this hysteria of like, everyone's eating Tide Pods. What's up with these kids? These kids are hurting themselves. These kids are... These kids are going to die. These kids are idiots. Like, because they're eating Tide Pods. I, I don't, I didn't know anyone who was actually eating Tide Pods. I mean, there was always a joke about Tide Pods, which isn't funny. But, like, no one was actually eating Tide Pods, bro. So, stop tripping. Anyway, so I go back into these Nike shoes. And it was because Nike had posted their 30th anniversary of their Just Do It campaign. And it said believe in something even when it means sacrificing everything believe in something even when it means sacrificing everything and people automatically were like well it can't say sacrificing everything it can't say that you can't do that what are you doing he does like he does he hates to fly like all this kind of stuff was going around and you had these people these sour people burning their shoes Bottom line, all I got to say about this is Nike already has your money. So if you burn your shoes and decide to never buy a product again, you are not hurting them. You are not. And honestly, majority of the people that are listening to this podcast, I would say almost 99.9999% of the people listening 
aren't burning their shoes. So I'm not even talking to my audience, but I'm just speaking to the world as a whole. Let's not burn our Nikes. Let's not cut the Nike signs out because you look ridiculous. Like, what are you doing cutting Nike signs out? Like, I get it. You don't agree. So don't buy their stuff again. I get that. Whatever you do, you boo boo. But Nike is going to be okay. Like, I I, I promise you, Nike is going to be all right. So if anyone's out there worried about Mikey, do not be worried. It's going to be okay. We're going to be good. And I love Nike. You can ask anyone in my life. Like, I absolutely just love Nike. I love their product. I I love their shoes. Like, I, I'm that guy that's like checks over stripes. Like, I, I do not wear a lot of Adidas stuff. Except I really do want an Adidas tracksuit. So if anyone can give me the hookups on an Adidas tracksuit, let me know. Like, I'm trying to look like Rev Run. That's what I'm trying to do. So, yeah. So, my question is, why are you burning your shoes? That's the haps, and we need to stop that haps. Like, stop burning your shoes. It is okay. Nike's going to be all right. The campaign's going to go away. Like, this week, I'm not hearing anything about it. It's gone away. People are making memes about it. It's just an awesome, I think it's an awesome ad. It's an awesome ad that's making awesome memes. So how can we be mad? I just don't get it. I don't get how we can be mad about this. So stop burning your shoes. Stop being mad overnight at Nike. Let's just stop being mad about something and let's come together on something. And I believe this is what we can come together on. Gym etiquette, gym rules. Again, I believe... A lot of you follow these rules. Many of you go to the gym and believe in the same things that I do. Like the love of Jesus. That God has called us to more. But also we need to believe in gym rules. I love going to lift. Some of you might look at my legs and think that's not true. And that's not fair. I love going to lift. It's therapy to me. It's something that makes me feel Good. After a long, stressful day of ministry, I mean, which doesn't even really get that stressful because I don't like being stressed. But that's just after a long, stressful day of stress that comes and goes, I guess. Honestly, it's just to, to, to not stress, but to relieve like any feeling of laziness. And after I don't lift for, like a day, I just feel automatically lazy. So it's not to... Re- to like get rid of stress because I don't like building up stress. It's honestly just to get me through the day. It's something that makes me feel good. I love just being physically fit and physically active. It's something that makes me feel good, especially after I had to like leave like team sports where I did leave team sports. Now I can focus on my body and make my body a temple and as uh, as great as I want it to be. It's really cool. I don't go crazy about it, but I love doing that. But there's some rules. The first rule is lift or go home. Now, what this rule is saying is there's always that person in the gym that they got there maybe around the same time you got there and you're like 45 minutes into your workout, right? You're going in. You got a good sweat in. You're about like that ninth song where you know like you know exactly where you need to hit the bench press so you can get that beat or that bass drop. But there's always that one person who sits in the gym and doesn't lift. 
what are you doing? That's like getting ready for a game and then going like, nah, coach, I'm going to just chill out in the stands. Like, what are we doing? Lift. Like, if you're going to go to the gym, you got to lift. I just believe that God has called us to greater things <laughs> and that we got to lift as we're doing those greater things. That's all I'm saying. So if you're going to go to the gym, actually lift. Like, I get it if you're, like, having a conversation with a friend or you're talking to somebody, but, like, you got to get your work in. Like, you're just taking up space. And now I got to go around you and get, hey, 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 bro, can I get that dumbbell? I mean, you've been on your phone for 40 minutes. I'm, I'm going to get that dumbbell, though. And again, I don't know every situation, but the situations that I see, they make me upset. <laughs> so all I'm saying is, all I'm saying is, is lift or go home. If you're not going to lift that day, it's okay. Go home. We love you. We saw you in the gym. We thought you worked out, but you did it. The second is, stop following me. <laughs> now, this one sounds weird. Like, Nate, you are not that cool. And I'm not. But when I think about stop following me, I'm saying this. There's been a couple guys in the gym who, and I'm not, again, I'm not saying I'm the coolest person, but I'll be lifting and they kind of repeat the workout that I'm doing. I don't know if this is any of you. If this is you, go ahead, drop it in the Google forms or in the comments. But like, as I am working out and I'll finish. So say I did a, a a bench press, right? So say I just hit a bench and the guy will come right after me. I'm like, okay, so he did his bench. Cool. But then say I go over to something like a dump, incline, incline dumbbells. So I'm incline dumbbell curling and the guy comes over and incline dumbbell curls. So I'm like, okay, what are you, what are you doing? So now say I'm doing like upright rows and these work these workouts don't really go together that well. But say that's what I'm doing. And he goes to do that. And I'm like, all right, so me and this guy have the same workout plan. And then I notice that he does everything I do but after me. So stop following me. Just just stop it. And I know that we've dealt with this before. Don't stare. It's weird. I deal with this problem. I'm speaking to myself. I'm preaching to myself. What good is the message? If I'm not talking about it myself. So all I'm saying is stop following me and stop staring at me. Let me let me lift. Let me go. Don't stare. It's weird. It's weird to literally look at someone for a prolonged period of time and not say anything to them or look away. It's weird. Clean your blender, blender bottle. Those things stink. Trust me. I know. Especially when you throw milk in those things because the milk oh, it gets disgusting. Clean your blender bottle. What I, what I did is I don't really have the discipline of cleaning my blender bottle right now because I'll drink out of it and I'll set it in my car and I'll leave it in my car. So I said, no, you don't get a blender bottle until you can fall into the discipline of cleaning your blender bottle. So I don't use a blender bottle right now, but please clean it because sometimes you can smell when those things are rank. You can smell it. It's disgusting. It is disgusting. So those are my gym etiquette, my gym rules. What are some gym rules that you think of? Like, what are some things that like are non-negotiables when you're in the gym? Also, don't talk to me. And it's tough. It's tough when you see a kid that you minister to and you're hitting a great gym day. And the kid goes, hey, Nate, can I talk to you? And you're like, yeah, of course. After the gym. <laughs> 
But like seriously, like I can't be having you just come up and talk to me. But we're going to talk about this more later about where, you know, the Great Commission and that we're called to it and that we're sharing the message and that we're sharing the gospel. But all I'm saying is we got to have better gym etiquette, yo. Better gym rules. If you're going to a gym or you start going to a gym, take these and use it as your gym Bible. Go into it with these rules. Lift or go home. Stop following people. Don't stare. It's it's weird. Like, there's no amount of staring that is okay. I wonder if Jesus stared at people. But that's a different story. Clean your blender bottle. Clean your blender bottle. And those are the three rules. I don't have a lot. And also, don't talk to me. Especially if the headphones. Ooh, if the headphones are on, that means do not speak to me. Like, that's what that means. So, there is no... There is nothing else. And I know that sounds weird. Like, but there is nothing... There is nothing else that we need to know. Clean your blender bottle. Trust me. And just follow these gym rules. And we are going to be okay. We're going to be okay. Also, my last what's the halves is, of course, about the Eagles. Real quick, Carson Wentz is supposed to come back week three. That's next week. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers were not playing today. Fitzpatrick, Fitzmagic. He's playing like the real deal. Also, some fantasy, some fantasy updates. I won two of my games, lost the other two. Homeboy texted me and said, "I'm sorry to do you like this." That's the worst when they know they're gonna beat you and they're down. That's like the worst. So I lost that, and of course, I'm recording this on a Sunday, and the episode will be coming out on a Wednesday. But again, I lost in fantasy. So I pray that sometime on Wednesday that it releases that Carson Wentz is able to play next week. I can't wait. That's I'm praying. I am praying. And I know it's like, Nate, why would you pray for that? I don't really know. But that's what I'm praying for. So, yeah, that is what's the haps, guys. Thank you for listening. Again, I love sharing these topics and it's a great time. So we're your next. We're going to lead well, young leader. The greatest call. Lead well, young leader. We are called to share the gospel to others. We're called to. There's our mission, and that is this is what we are called to do. If we are not sharing the gospel, then what are we doing? What are we doing? Lead well, young leader. So as I think about sharing the gospel to others, obviously I think about the Great Commission. And in the Great Commission it says, I have been given all authority on heaven and on earth. Therefore go, 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 and make disciples of all nations. Baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you. And be sure of this, I am with you. Always, even to the end of the age. First, what I want to say is this scripture to me reveals our purpose. It reveals our purpose. Many of us ask, what is my purpose? And I believe God is telling us what our purpose is here. It's to go make disciples of all nations. Baptize them in the name of the Father, 
the Son, and the Holy Spirit. First, I want to say is, why do we need to do this? I always like to talk about it. I shared a message at my youth group last Wednesday titled about this. That's why I want to talk about this. My great friend Drew Wallen said you should talk about this. But why should we do this? Because one, Jesus commands it to be so. He commands it to be so. He says, go. He doesn't say, hey, think about it. No, he says, you need to go. Therefore, so since I have been given all authority on earth, now go. And he's doing this like a straight G, right? Jesus is going from dying to resurrecting to now giving them the great commission on what they need to do. To carry on Jesus' message. And he says, I am with you even to the end of the age. Why do we need to do so? Because our generation doesn't know what the great news is. They don't know what being a disciple is. They don't know how to lead their friends. Again, I talked about this in this in my mental health section, but... We have friends today, we have young people today that are taking their lives because they don't know their purpose and they don't, they don't know that they're loved by Jesus. When it says go and make disciples of all nations, it says share the good news to all people. Not if you like them, not if you want to, but that you need to. Because if I had the cure to a disease, if I had the cure to cancer, I wouldn't hide that. Do you know that when we are sharing the gospel, we have the cure to sin and that is Jesus? Jesus is that he has put sin in the grave. It's, it's over with. Jesus has took has take taken has taken the W. KB has this song where he says, I don't fight for the W, I fight from the W. So we don't preach for the W, we preach from the W. And that is why we get to make disciples, because we get to help teach other people how to win in this thing we call life. But but how do I win, Nate? How do I win? How do I share this gospel? And what do I do? How do I do the Great Commission? How do I do the greatest call that you say that God has called me to? I I believe Young Life has given me a great model. Has given us a great model. Meet people where they're at, of course. (laughs) It seems like Nate is just sharing the same thing over and over and over again. But I just return back to this. That Young Life leader that talked about in story time. And Eddie Johnson. The biggest thing that I loved and enjoyed about them and my leaders in middle school and high school is that they spent their time with me and that they sought after me and didn't wait for me to come to them. They didn't wait for me to go, hey, white guy. And again, the reason I'm saying white guy is because I was uncomfortable with white people at the time. But hey, white guy, why are you here? Why are you handing out flyers? Why are you telling that you're going to hang out with kids at 7.30? At 7.30? That's weird. What are you doing? No, they came to me and said, hey, no, you are invited into this thing called young life. 
And I didn't even know that they were inviting me into relationship with Jesus. And no, I don't believe I was brainwashed. I believe that they were breaking down the barriers that I had up already. We'd play games at club and I would eat things <laughs> that were just weird. And that there was ping pong characters. And that there was people on stage that were sharing the love of Jesus. And now that I look back, I can see it in everything that was done. The Young Life Model show tells me, the Young Life Model shares to me that we must go and make disciples of all nations. Because when I think in Young Life, I think of people that are going and making disciples that go with their students, that go to the students, that go to the schools, that teach their people how to now share the gospel. The thing with my guys is that they know is that I am not okay with them just knowing the gospel. They must tell others about the gospel. Before we go to camp, I tell them that they must go to camp with more friends. And that's what we do every year. Even if it's them adding in one, I need a new person in this cabin. Because if there's not someone new in this cabin, that we are not doing God's call we're not doing god's commission we are not doing what jesus has commissioned us to do which is go 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 and make disciples of all nations listen and hear how he says therefore go and he doesn't say therefore wait because of what a lot of us do and what I have done sometimes is we wait for the kids to come to us. We wait for the people to come to us. In reality, God wants us to go to them. Could you imagine? Look, think about this for a second. The Old Testament. And God wasn't doing it wrong. It was God trying to have his people come to him. The Old Testament is a bunch of people trying to get it right that kept messing up. And had to keep making sacrifice after sacrifice after sacrifice. It was people trying to get to God as hard as they could. And they just couldn't do it right. And God would steer them back on the right path. And they'd walk away. And the heinousness of man would have caused them to walk away. And God in his good grace would lead them back towards the right path. And God said, you know what? I am going to send Back in Genesis 3, I'm going to send someone who is going to defeat the enemy. And his name is going to be Jesus, in which we learn. And now Jesus comes on the scene, and he comes to his people. And he doesn't come as a king. He doesn't come as a, a straight gangster chilling out on, you know, on some on some 22s or whatever. Like he, he doesn't come with these nice rims and this nice chain. No, he comes in a cave. He's born to a 14-year-old teenage mom, and he's being <laughs> other people are saying that this is the king of all. This is God in a bod. This is the son of God. He is the savior. He is the Messiah. And John is going crazy and saying, yes, this is the one. That now I'm not him, but I'm preparing the way for him. Jesus came to us, but he didn't come to us as perfect as we may have thought that he was going to. So I encourage you with this today. You don't have to come to your people 
as perfect as you think you need them to. That you were called to share the gospel because you have given your life to Jesus. And if you haven't, you're given your life to Jesus today. I pray that you can make that decision. But that people are called, you are called because you've given your life to Jesus. I, I, I hear this quote all the time that he equips the called he doesn't call the equipped he doesn't make sure you have all the fresh gear on all the fresh nikes and you got the nice backpack and the nice iphone and the nice aesthetic with the macbook too to make sure that you're ready to do this walk this thing out no he says that you can walk this thing out because that you have followed me i have been given all authority now i give you authority to go and share the gospel and I encourage you with that. You have authority to now go share the gospel with your friends, with your youth, with your kids, with your people. In high school, I was annoying with this. And this is where I'm c continuing off my story time. In high school, I was so annoying with this. I would constantly go up to people and say hey do you know the love of god do you know that god loves you i'd walk up to people <laughs> with my thick bible not even like a like a low-key like not study bible i would go with my study bible and i would walk around school and i'd read the scriptures i would just dive into books like job you know what i mean like i'm just diving in the craziest scriptures I, I would go through the pentateuch and i didn't know what the pentateuch was yet you know the first five five books of the bible Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, I'd read them again and again and again and again. I'd read them over and over again. And that was because I was on fire for God. Because I had decided to give my life to God. And I wanted to make sure that everyone in the world had the cure to the disease of sin. Or heard about it and had the chance to make a decision to it. Or to make a decision for it. And I went up to everybody. And do you really think in high school that I knew what I was doing? I had no clue what I was doing. I didn't know what I was reading. I didn't know that there was other meanings and these kind of words and that there was actually maybe word meanings behind the words. Like, I didn't know this. Like, the word is the word, but there's so much more that we can learn about it that we don't see at first glance because we don't have context to what the word is saying. But at that time, I didn't care about context. I didn't care about anything. I knew that Matthew said that I was supposed to go share the gospel, that Jesus said that death has died, and I had to share that message to people. And I didn't care how I did it. It was going to happen. Let's encourage our high school, our middle school, our friends, our church to do this as well. Yo, you don't have all the steps you may think you can't speak well, Moses, but yo, you are going to share the gospel with people because God has told you to do so. We must obey it. There's this video on Epic Christian Means, which is a page on Instagram that has the UNC team, which I'm a fan of because the family I live with is a fan of them. Uh, I call them mom and dad, and my and, and my family that I live with is uh, pop. My pops is a a huge fan of the UNC Tar Heels, and that's why I'm a fan. Okay, so my team's all over the place. I already told you that. So don't even worry about that. But it's when Coach Williams is rolling up to the to the locker room, 
and all of the players are waiting for him. And he rolls up and he goes, hey, 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 and they just go crazy. And this is what I think about when I am sharing the gospel with my friends. How cool is it going to be when I'm in heaven, when we are in heaven, and that I can look at my friend and say, wow, God, God did what he does best. And that's bring people to him. God brought he or she to him. And now they're in the kingdom of God. Like, oh my goodness, it's so good. Go, do not wait for this. And I was annoying about it. And I was weird about it. But I came to this conclusion. My life was changed by God. And yes, you can go you can go behind this and peel all the layers back, but this this is my bottom line. My life was changed by God. How dare I? How dare I not make sure that other lives can be changed by the love of God? And that's the way I live now. I try my best that every person I come in contact with, that they leave saying, what does he have and how can I get it? Not because I want them to be like me, because I want them to be more like Jesus. And that's what I'm fighting for every day. So friends can be more like Jesus. Because then it says, teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you. Teach these new disciples. Don't just, you know, like I said, keep walking with them. Like, don't just give them the gospel. Like, make sure you walk them through the gospel. Make sure you let them know about the gospel. Teach them the gospel. I think about it in coaching. I can't get mad at a player if I never coached him how to run an in route. Or an inside slant or how to block against the line. Like, I can't. I can't get mad at him if I didn't coach it. And if still I coached it to him and he's not doing it till I know the best of his ability, maybe it's not on the player and it's on my coaching. So often we look at our disciples and we say, well, well now they're not doing what I had told them to. No, it says teach these new disciples to obey all the commands. And maybe if they're not, maybe we didn't teach them. We need to continue to walk with them. And that is why we continue to walk with these young people. That is why. Because as I think in coaching, I say, if my player isn't doing it to the best of their ability, then I didn't coach it well. Now, if they're just not out there playing well, and I know (laughs) that that's the best that they can do, that's on them. But if I know they are better than that, which majority of the time they are, it's on me to coach them better. It's on me to coach them better. So lead well, young leader. Go and make disciples of all nations. Baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen and amen. Hey, again, thank you so much for listening to the Euthanation Podcast. Next week, we will have Mackenzie Kiocho.
as she tells us to get the nuances of youth ministry and speaks into your life. I promise you, she is going to speak something into your life, young leader, youth pastor, pastor. She is going to speak something into your life. So I encourage you to listen in next week. Again, thank you so much for listening. Hey, also, I just want to give a big shout out to Above Rattlesnakes for letting me play their song, Funny from their EP analogies they're an awesome rock band based out of Tacoma and also if you're in Washington go ahead and check out their show it's October 19th at Alma Mater 7 p.m. and tickets are $12 it's it's at Alma Mater Tacoma a great band and um, love their music so go ahead and give their music a check out their link to their ep will be in my description again big shout out to above rattlesnakes go and give them a listen thanks again for listening to the youth of the nation podcast if you want to connect with me there is a google form that is in the description You can leave your name, a question, or any feedback that you have. And also, don't forget to follow me on Instagram, at underscore Kybird. Again, thank you so much for listening to the Youth of the Nation podcast. And don't forget, keep it real, keep it love. Peace.